Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's what I taught myself how to draw, was actually the Little Mermaid, drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write home. I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. This is George Soroy, and thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for tuning in for over 250 episodes. If you were here for November for the National Podcast Post-Month Challenge, I am so thankful that you were here for all 30 episodes that were recorded throughout the month of November. And now that all of that is done, we are back to our weekly scheduled program. We are back to our interviews. We are back to our conversations. We are back to talking with some truly amazing people. And this month, December, we are ending this year in a celebration mode. And this is a perfect opportunity for us to really look back and celebrate the life of someone who had touched so many different people and someone who truly was an embodiment of the American dream in terms of filmmaking. In November of last year, we lost the prolific filmmaker, Albert Pune. This is someone who has been working in the industry for decades. He has had his films released in theaters and on video, and he was always someone who would make the absolute most out of whatever tiny budgets that the man was given. Everyone knew that they were getting something special with him behind the camera. And very soon we will be celebrating Albert's life with the release of an upcoming documentary. I am so honored to have as my guest for this episode of Excelsior Journeys, the one who is carrying Albert's flame, who has been for decades and will continue to do so, Albert's wife, Cynthia Kernan. Cynthia, how are you? I'm, I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. I can't wait to talk about Albert. I am just so excited to have you on here. Albert was definitely someone that, like I said, you knew you were getting something really special with him behind the camera because of not only his vision, but also his creativity. So with that in mind, there is an upcoming documentary called Albert Pune, King of Cult Movies. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. And how is that documentary coming along these days? Well, it's it's pretty much done. Mm-hmm. It's just waiting for one interview. Mm-hmm. And I hope Jean Claude is listening. Uh, <laughs> because and if he is, hello, Jean Claude. <laughs> and thank you for agreeing to do an interview for Albert's documentary. That's the it's it's the really the most important thing we're waiting for. And he has promised, and we're just we're just waiting to schedule it and, and get it done. So that then it'll be all, all done. Oh, all that's done. terrific. So everything else is already edited and everything. It's just yes. a matter of Beautiful. putting that putting that one thing in, and then we're all set. Then you're all set to go. It's screened as a work in progress at oh, a nice. Hawaii International Film Festival. Oh wow! Uh, last month. And it's wonderful. It's just beautiful. It's just astonishing is what it is because it just, sh- it shows Albert at work and, and mm. it's, I can't even believe what you're seeing. Yeah. So 
I, I can't wait for it to be out and I want everybody to see it. Oh, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. I love that. So, so have you've, you've known Albert for Albert's been in your life for how many decades now? Well, let's see. I met him in, in June of 1997, June 14, mm-hmm. 1997. And wow. we, we spent, I, I figured 25.6 years together <laughs> in oh, that's love. Wonderful. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. How did, how did the two of you meet, by the way? Well, that's a really crazy thing because Albert was painfully shy. I think everybody knows this. Mm-hmm. So he, he avoided computers for a long time. And eventually he said, okay, I'm going to become an expert on a computer. That's what he does. He becomes an expert. Mm-hmm. And about a year later, he, he knew everything. And my girlfriend, longtime girlfriend, had a problem with her computer. And she posted something on a forum or whatever the problem. He read it and he gave her the fix. And they chatted a little bit while that was happening. And she said, oh, I like you so much, but I think I'm too old for you. I would like to introduce you to my friend. And I have a sister uh, in spirit. Her Mm -hmm. name is Candida. And and Phyllis planned to introduce Candida and Albert. And I'm sitting right there. And and Candida says, I don't meet men online. And I Mm. said, I do. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, you already have too many because I was practicing dating. Oh, okay. AOL dating. And I'm a psychotherapist. So I was using my skills to analyze as I I met my dates. So it was research more than anything. Kind of. Well, yeah. And it's exciting. You know, it was fun. Nothing wrong with that. So she said, well, I think I've trashed his... I think I put his email in the trash. I went into her computer and pulled it out of the trash <laughs> and it said surfwave at AOL.com. And I thought, good, he's mellow. He's a surfer. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I, I put, I attached my picture mm-hmm. to an email and I said, my girlfriend really likes you. Would you want to chat with me? I didn't realize my picture at that time was too big. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, you know, how the lines go little by little. Oh, and yeah. This mm-hmm. developed really slowly and then it froze his computer. <laughs> he, he imbued me with having the power to freeze his computer. Wow. And, but he liked that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, I'm sure it was just like, it's one of those kind of like catching your breath kind of things. It's like uh-huh. the computer had, had all of a sudden gone speechless yes. while loading you up. That's fantastic. Yes. yes, but I just happened to be his type, and his type is very narrow. So that was a big surprise for him. Mm-hmm. And and so we started AOL chatting. He was a one-finger typist. Oh, no. Like that. And, and he said I sprained his finger. We had so many chats, crazy chats. We mm-hmm. were so compatible. We were just blowing up, you know, each other in, with yeah. fascination. So – we we knew we had to meet and he tried to stall it and I tried to speed it up and I won. Nice. So so Very we met nice. at the Hard Hard Rock Cafe was it the Hard Rock Cafe or the other one? I'm not sure. There was another one like that in Beverly. Uh, Harley Davidson or It's not Harley Davidson. Uh, Planet Hollywood? Planet Hollywood. I yeah. think I'm not sure it was one of those. Okay. So he he screened Mean Guns for me and oh, I nice. got and then mm-hmm. I brought another friend, Kevin. And then when Kevin looked at the screen, he went, Albert Pugh, and I worked for him for a year. Whoa. And he didn't even know who he was going to see. And Albert yeah. hid in the projection room because yeah. he was afraid to, you know, be seen yet. 
Mm-hmm. And we laughed at all the right places that gave him great relief. That's and great. then I tried to go to the bathroom really quick before he came out of the projection room and I smashed right into him, which, <laughs> which was a perfect meeting because he, and at first he started out calling me Lucy and mm-hmm. then he ended up calling me Dippy because I was, you know, Dippy? a little bit nutsy sometimes. Dippy. Yep. And then oh, I, so like Lucy as in Lucille Ball. Lucille kind of Ball. Yeah. And then, and then I called him Hunsy. So we were Dippy and Hunsy all these years. And, and we just absolutely fell in fascination with each other. And, mm-hmm. and it just turned into just deep and abiding love. Oh, it's, that is wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. And <laughs> Dippy and Hunsy, that sounds like almost like an old time radio show. Like I know, doesn't it? And yeah. once in a while, when I was really off the charts, he would call me Dippy bordering on Daffy. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. I, I love that is so cute too. Like that, that's such a, that's such a great story. I love that. We're so happy together. You know, our, our road trips and everything, yak, yak, yak the whole way or mm-hmm. silence the whole way. And the silence yeah. was just as lovely as the talking. We mm-hmm. twinkled at each other. He was, I've just never experienced anything like it. Oh, I'm trying wonderful. to hold myself together now. I, I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's that that's that sounds truly wonderful. And like I said, you know, like this is, you know, that's it's, you know, you're carrying that flame, you know, in in the years ahead. And and, and not just me, there are some beautiful human beings on this planet mm-hmm. that are really putting their backs into finishing his movies. And boy, I'm so grateful to them. I can't begin to tell you. And but the one thing I want everyone to know is that he started out really literally unable to talk to people. Yeah. And he would all, you know, know him only from his movies, but over time, as we knew each other, I became a little more like him and he became a little more like me. Really? Yeah. We just, the influence we had on each other and he became almost a social butterfly with, with his fans. He talked to them, Mm -hmm. he helped them, he gave advice he and he opened up so much, and mm-hmm. I said, "I said I can't believe you're this. What what you're doing? I can't believe it." And he said, "Love changed me." Oh, In the beginning, great. he said, "You, I'm going to try to change you, but you're not going to be able to change me." Well, I didn't try to change him. He changed. Just, now. <laughs> yeah. Now it's it sounds it sounds like the it sounds like considering that Albert had been a director for at that point, like about over 15 years before, before even, before even meeting you. Oh yes. It sounds, it sounds very much like one of the things that my wife likes to tell, likes to get on my case for is the fact that like, I won't make any sort of, you know, like all of a sudden like burst into song the way that she would, or my mother-in-law would, you know, like just, you know, should I, should I just happen to say, you know, like a word that will trigger a song or something. Oh, my goodness. I, that's, you know, I, I just, I just don't do that. <laughs> but at the same time, I was a theater major in college. So you get me on stage and I'll be oh, just fine. So yeah. it sounds kind of like how Albert was, you know, you get him on a film set in yes. around his familiar surroundings and he'll be the director. He'll, oh, yes. he'll oh, mold yes. that movie the way that oh, yes. he needs to do. Oh, but then yeah. take him outside that element, and then he got shy. Is that yeah, that would be the extremely shy? Couldn't talk to anyone at all. But yeah. that you know, gradually that changed, and 
that it made me so happy that, in fact, I still have people contacting me, telling me about conversations they had with him and, mm-hmm. and the way that they, that he helped them with their, their movies, solving some problems. And yeah. even one of them coached him how to become my friend so that she, we could support each other after he's gone. I was really by that. Really? Wow. He, he just, he's still surprising me still. Yeah. That's oh, wonderful. And I have to tell you. He yes. visited me. He visited me twice after he passed. Can I tell really? you? Yes, absolutely. It's you know, it's, this you was know. it wasn't yeah. the night he passed, but it was the next night, and I mm-hmm. took his place in the bed. I now you can always find me right where he always was. Mm-hmm. In the in the middle of the night, I heard noise at like pots and pans and sirens and clangs and all different noise about four feet from my right ear, mm-hmm. and I. And I sat up and I heard flutes, flute music. Hmm. And I mean, audible, like yeah. four feet from my, from, and I said, Albert, is that you? I said, are you still nocturnal? Am I ever going to get a good night's sleep? Cause I, he would, you know, he wouldn't think I'm saying go away. He knows that I'm just making a joke because we always yeah. joked with each other. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it stopped. And then the next night, same thing, woke me up. All this noise just diversified every sound imaginable, waking mm. me up. This time it was about eight feet to the left, and it was bells, bells ringing. Mm. And I just knew that, that that's just Albert telling me I'm okay. I'm still here. Life goes on, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I just treasure. I treasure it. Treasure it. That's wonderful. That's, that's, that's amazing. That truly yeah. is. As as your relationship between the two of you, re- you know, continued to grow, one of the things that, that I understand that you were able to really do for him, as you said, you know, kind of help him kind of break out of his shell and really open himself up and really kind of allow himself to be more open to his fans. I actually will say that he he was nice enough to respond to several questions that I had uh, back when I was writing for I was writing for a website 411mania.com and i was think i was coming up with an idea about revisit you know like looking back at at different marvel movies because it was around the time that that the mcu had really started and i wanted to kind of give some 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 acknowledgement to the fact that captain america had already been on the big screen once you know granted you know it was it was a completed film and, you know, again, it was a solid film. I, I was really, I really enjoyed it. And I remember enjoying it a lot when I was, you know, when I was in high school and really just, you know, ex- I was excited that it was out, that I was able to rent it and everything. And I watched it quite a few times when I was, when I was in high school, but I knew, I knew that there had to have been a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that kind of kept him from really a bunch getting, of money. Got pulled yeah. away from him. You yeah. can almost see about ten minutes in where it was da da da, and then it's huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's because he doesn't play ball with mm-hmm. the, the financiers. He he just he just won't answer the phone calls. He won't have the conversations, mm-hmm. and they always punish him by taking money away. It happened again and again and again, and I think he lost like five million dollars or something and then and then yeah. he wound up giving a free movie deceit to menachem mm-hmm. to, to get the finishing funds he said i can finish for twenty five thousand. of course he threw in his own salary yeah. albert 
frequently threw in his own salary to finish mm. his movies because the movie meant everything. Yeah. The movie meant nothing. The movie's the thing. Yeah. Yes. The money, the money will come and go, but that movie yeah. will, will last forever. Exactly. So he would do anything, anything at all to, except mm. for have a, have a conversation with the person who gives him the money. He yep. wouldn't do that. Yes. So, but he was nice. He, but I had some, I had some questions regarding like what was going on behind the scenes. And he was actually very gracious to Menachem. They and, liked each other. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Considering I the amount that he worked other, for him, they liked each other because they both loved movies. Yeah. That that's all it took for her to mm-hmm. like you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's and that's something that you know, like it's one of those things where just like he's someone that you definitely want to you want to have around you, you know, like a lot, you know, someone who is someone who can, who can share like that sort of conversation, you know, like about movies and about the love of movies. And because I'm sure that there were certain films that, you know, Albert grew up watching that really inspired him and made him want to get into, has he, did he talk to you about those? Oh, he did. He did. And oftentimes we watched them too. And some of Oh, which ones? Oh, I wish I could tell you that the, 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 they're the really old ones. That a lot of a lot of the Japanese ones, and oh, and, nice. um, and and he really loved uh, Toshiro Mifune. He's he oh, took nice. a picture on the set of of Toshiro Mifune's set that is so awesome. Mm. It's so like being there, and he and he's looking in the camera like this. The whole, he's, he's exactly himself. Yeah. But I wish I could tell you the names, the names of them, but we watched a bunch of them and we, mm-hmm. we, I think we've watched every single movie that he ever loved, you know? Really? Yeah. But That's great. And movies was what we did together. He doesn't, he's not, he doesn't go out to dinner. Oh, one time he took me out to my birthday. Oh. And, uh, unfortunately, he, his meal was served before my meal was served. And I went, uh oh, because mm. he ended up finishing his meal before my meal was served saying, meet you at the car. On my birthday. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's, it's. He doesn't mean it to be offensive. That's. She's just in his rhythm, and that's right. what he does. He finishes eating. He goes to the car, and I'm sitting there. I got used to it. Yeah. Yep. I. I. Wow. I, I. I let go of all the expectations that were futile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then he began putting, giving more things, giving more things as, as a surprise. You just never know. One yeah. time we had a blast with Tim Thomerson and Terry Blythe, his, his mm-hmm. wife in, in Las Vegas. Really? We had a blast with them. And I'm going, Albert, is that you? <laughs> just never know. And, and, and Tim Thomerson is so funny yeah. that, you know, we're glued to our seats because we don't know what he's going to say next and we don't want to miss anything. I'm sure and he I, was taking, I'm sure he knew like the whole, the whole layout of the land too, having done oh, glory years and everything. Oh I, was, I remember that. Yeah. They knew each other very well. Okay. And Terry worked for, for Albert. She was one of his producers and he totally he loved her. He just loved her. Yeah. And, and so they, they got married and we spent an evening just, just loving it. Just, and I was so stunned that he could actually do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that was another time when, yeah. yeah, when he lost a whole bunch of money. He had, oh, I, no. gave, <laughs> pack. I yeah. gave him a waste pack because you don't have to take those things off, right? You right. just unzip them, right? Mm-hmm. He had a bunch of money, not knowing what he was going to need. Like, I think it was $8,000 and he had it in his backpack mm-hmm. and we're looking for things We're there with Vinny, Vincent Klein too. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for things in the, you know, the water and whatever he took off his backpack 
his his waste pack. He put it on the on the counter next to the register, unzipped. Oh no. Oh, no. With all the money hanging out. He oh, was gone like ten seconds and it was gone. And the video was not working, right? Of course it wasn't. Yeah. Right. Of course it wasn't. Yeah. So this was when I realized what I'm dealing with. This was early on and I went, Oh, mm. So you got to be the money manager there. Oh yeah, like, get on. I, I, well, yeah. Before that, I had a red flag because he had he had a, a instant jar of coffee with no coffee in it. It had hundred dollar bills in it, and when he opened up his car door, hundred dollar bills started going into the wind, going into the wind, oh, no. and I'm going, I can't believe this. And that was Albert. He had no, mm-hmm. I don't. He never wrote a check in his life. Yeah. He went from his parents doing everything to the business manager doing everything. Hmm. And so it took a while for me to figure out what I was dealing with. But from then on, he let me, he let me, you know, make those kinds of decisions and and be in charge of those kinds of things. Yeah. That almost, that, that almost sounds like the Vegas incident. It sounds like it's right out of the the first hangover movie with with Mr. Chow, with Mr. Chow losing, you know, like getting the $80,000, you know, Um, yes. You know, like in the satchel, you know, getting, getting yes. stable. So, yeah. That's exactly what Albert did, only at least it was eight instead yeah. of 80. Yeah. That, that would have been just, yeah. It was, shocked me beyond the beyond. I could not believe that a, an adult could could ever have that kind of cluelessness. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I told him a bunch of times, he was a brain, a magnificent brain mm-hmm. on a body. Yeah. There was no connection. There was mm. no relationship whatsoever. So the things he would do to his body were mm-hmm. going to give him a short life. Mm. And I, was, I did everything I could to keep him, you know, hydrated. And yeah. I, tried, I tried to be the connection between the brain and the body, but there's only so much you can do. But you kept him going for, you know, quite as, for, for as long as I could. For a wonderful, for a wonderful period of time. And, yeah. and, and it was marvelous. Yeah. And and during that time, one of the things that I was really taken by is the fact that you were able to become his connective tissue, basically like his liaison yes. to his fan base. Yes. yes. Tell us about that, because that has been – that's something that I've seen, because I still don't remember exactly how you and I connected via <laughs> Facebook. All I know is that we did. <laughs> and that is that to me is a good thing. So yes. I am. <laughs> I had my own Facebook account, but I opened one for him. Yeah. And for the first two weeks, I pretended to be him. Really. And I started the conversation with different people, mm-hmm. and after a couple of weeks, he he got on and he took it and went crazy with it. He mm-hmm. he he became someone that enjoyed talking to his fans and enjoyed talking about his movies. It really fed him. I didn't, I didn't think he was going to take to it like he did. I was really surprised. Well, they, I mean, the, the real, the real issue when it comes to, when it comes to like, you know, with social media is basically just like kind of starting relationships from the, from the ground up. Yes. And it's basically just saying like, Hi, I'm Albert. Hi, I'm Cynthia. Hi, I'm George. You know, like what, whatever. And mm-hmm. then starting from there, here mm-hmm. you have a whole, whole lot of people, thousands, millions of people that already know who he is yes. that have, that have spent their years, their formative years watching, yes. like watching his work and everything and loving it and yes. have an opportunity to step up and say, thank you. Yes. Like, <laughs> that, that to me, like, I mean, fun. it was so fun for him. Yeah. Pictures. We put up a bunch of pictures, and he, I, he took to it. 
He yeah. Because really like, as, as just a, a quick story here, this is something that I've said many times on here. Um, at the end of like beginning of uh, 2010, as a Christmas present, my wife and I got to see Wishful Drinking with Carrie Fisher on Broadway. Oh, yeah. Amazing show. Absolutely am- amazing show. Amazing performance. And it was just a wonderful time for me, you know, really. Yes. And I even got to speak to her afterwards outside at the stage door. Yeah. Sign my playbills. I asked her like a quick question regarding her doing the commentary tracks for the Star Wars original trilogy. And, mm-hmm. and she talked about how much fun they were and everything. And, and then that was it. The one thing I did not say is, by the way, you're the first person I've ever met who's associated with Star Wars. And I wanted to thank you. Oh. I didn't say that. And yeah. obviously now I'll never have the chance to say that. Yes. So that's one thing that I have always pushed. Like ever since we lost Carrie, it was just like someone, you know, someone makes a positive impact in your life. It is your responsibility to reach out to them and say, thank you. So yeah, everyone, cool. everyone who's reaching out, who was reaching out to Albert, they were fulfilling their duties. Oh, that's so wonderful There's, to think of it that way. And they filled his heart by yeah. doing that. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. beautiful. Like they didn't have a choice. They had to do that. You know, yeah. that was- <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. That really is. And it made it meant so much to him. He became a real human being. Really? Yeah. He, he, he A movie making machine mm-hmm. to a human being movie oh, making machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That that is that is wonderful, and I am so glad that you were able to do that. So, like during during th- those years, was he able to get out much? You know, because I understand like his, you know, his his health had definitely you know taken a decline. You know, before, over the years, but he had he had he. I think he had a few strokes that we didn't know were strokes. Hmm. I think one of them happened at in Louisville. I think in the the I can't remember the name of it. There's uh they have a, a you know, like Comic Con. Com- it wasn't a Comic Con. It was like, I can't remember the name of it, but Dragon Con maybe, or I'm trying to remember which, what are the ones over there? happens in Louisville. Yeah. And we went twice and it was the first time the AC went out. Mm. Big, oh my. Big building and the AC went out. And, and I think he had a stroke then and we didn't know it. Oh, man. And then, uh, and then he had another one in, in Florida. We took a lot of road trips. He loved, we loved our road trips. We went across the country a few times with our dogs in the back. Mm-hmm. And we just loved it. We went to Key West a couple of times. The dogs went swimming. And, you know, it, it, we had beautiful, beautiful times. And But then he always managed to meet somebody there that was going to further a movie. It always was attached mm. to a movie in some way. Yep. Uh, but we, we really had a beautiful time. But it was after... I think 2012 or thereabouts, he had a stroke and, and that was when they, I finally got him to the, to the doctor and about 2012, they said it was, he was having early onset vascular dementia and it was terminal and they gave him five or six years Mm -hmm. and he lasted 12. Wow. But, and working until he finally just said, Dippy, I can't do it. I just do it and then and then he and then he slept for 13 hours and he's never done that never never mm. never yeah so i said to him hansi do you do you think this is it do you think it's like i should be calling hospice and he said yes mm. 
he went from I can't do it anymore to the next day saying yes, call like, my office. Wow. Because that's all he was living for. Yes. And so they, you know, I did his hospice. They trained me to be able to to do his hospice. And it was unbe- unbelievable. I wouldn't trade that for anything on earth. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to tell you, though, you know, you know how you hear sometimes when people are, are in the hospital and they, they think they're dying and they come they come back and they seem clear and lucid and you think, oh, he's getting better. And then they die. Have yeah. You heard that? Oh, yeah. Just like a, almost like a spike in, yeah, in everything. And then all of a sudden it just. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. They come back clear as day. Yeah. So he went from, you know, not knowing who he was and thinking I was a demon. I got to tell you the demon story, too. Oh, if when there's time. It's, it's cool. It's really, Albert was so sweet as can be, even yeah. when he was psychotic. So I'll tell you that the very, at the very end, he, he woke up and I have a picture of him. He was just a vision. He was beautiful, fresh as a daisy. I don't know how that happens. Yeah. And, and he was clear. He knew who he was. He knew who I was. And I said, well, I have a question to ask you. And I said, did you know back from the very beginning that I would always take care of you and Elise, his ex? Mm-hmm. I would always take care of both of you. His face just blew air, laughter, laughter. And he goes, he laughed breathy and he goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we laughed really hard because, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was, that was the, you know, the, 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 the everything that ran through it, you know, he always knew I was going to take care of him. And, and there were times I thought, wait a minute, why am I the one? Then I realized, wait a minute, it's because you can and you love him. So you do. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was beautiful. It was perfect. Everything was perfect. And then he was awake for like three minutes and then in, and then Mm. he was gone in two days. Mm. (sighs) But the demon part, I got to tell you Um, for a while there, you know, as the brain is dying, you, he goes through different cycles of understanding of himself and, and life. And there was one point where he thought there were ghosts. And so he was locking down the windows and putting chairs under the doorknobs of the doors, getting rid of the ghosts. And then he, he confessed to me, Dippy, I think I killed a, I think I killed a living being outside in the front yard. I think I killed it. Well, there wasn't anything. He just right. thought that in his heart was broken that he thought he might've hurt something or killed something. And I, it's okay. You didn't do it. No, nothing's dead out there. Everything's fine. And then another time when he thought I was a demon, Mm-hmm. He said, I need you to call 911 on yourself. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> and they came. Wow. <laughs> and they said, so what should we do? And, yeah. and, and one of them, and one of them was so cool because of the police, you never know what you're going to get sometimes. Yeah. Right? He was so cool. He said to Albert, what would you like to do? Would you like to get in the back of the car? And Albert said, yes, please. And he, and they put him in the back of the car and he just sat there. And then they said, would you like to go to the hospital? And he said, yes, please. And so they took him to the hospital. And the next day, the hospital put him in a cab to who knows where. He was lost. What? He was lost. And I said, how could you do that? And they said, well, do you have power of attorney? And I said, well, I'm his wife. She goes, that doesn't matter. We can do anything we want. You can't do anything about it. And I thought COVID must have done that. COVID must have turned medical professionals into cynical kiss Mm -hmm. my, you know what? Yeah. So he showed up on his own about seven hours later (laughs) with stories to tell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. 
So you just never knew what you were going to get with him once he started. You know, he took yeah. he ran away from home a few times. And I finally started to figure out the kind of places he would go to. So I'd be able to find him. And mm -hmm. I mean, he was just, there was never a dull moment. Never yeah. for his our whole time together. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's 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 truly remarkable and i am i'm so grateful that not only that you're here to share these amazing stories you know with us but also that that you've been able to work with his colleagues and put together yes. this documentary now tell us a little bit about what spawned that to kind of well, you know wrap things up here well john landolfi was a person that we 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 were acquainted with, we didn't really know him, but he made a proposal mm -hmm. and I thought it was great. You know, I, we had tried to start documentaries before, but we never could. We, we tried to do it once with Michael Sue, a filmmaker and, mm -hmm. and another time I can't remember who it was with, but John Landolfi seemed really serious about it. And the director was Lisa Diapolito who directed love Gilda, Gilda Radner's documentary. And she oh, was, yeah. An Emmy, so she's first rate. I love mm -hmm. her. Gotten to know yeah. her very well, and she just did a beautiful, beautiful job. It it just was time, you know. It was time, and and she got it done beautifully. And uh, although we never did get, we never really did get a budget. You know, we're just we're doing it step by step. It was, it just it follows right on the trail of Albert's other movies. You know, there's mm -hmm. never enough money. And mm -hmm. uh, this was the same thing. So we, you know, we still need someone to come forward and help us, you know, finish a little bit of the post mm -hmm. and, and cause it's done. It's really done. So that that's how it came about. Wow. That's great. And I am, I'm just so overjoyed that, that you've been able to, to come here and, and share these stories with us. And Thank you. it really just, it really kind of reminds me of the last line of one of the more underrated films I've ever seen, the HBO movie, RKO 281, all about the making of Citizen Kane. Is that what you think? That I'm just going to burn out the ripe old age of 26. All stars burn out on Orson. It's the flame that counts. That's what I see here with Albert. You know, that flame is still going and you're carrying it and the and all the people that have worked with him, they are carrying it. Um, and we fans will do our best to carry it as well. Thank you um, very much. So for, so for Cynthia Crenan and for Albert Pion, we miss you, Albert. This is mm. George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. And I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question 
comment or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.